Oh man, this week on a brand new episode of Strong Arm Sports Podcast. Hey, come on! And, and you want me to tell you something funny about that, LaParis? And then I, I'm going to try to move this story along because nobody really gives a damn. For it to have been so many cameras and so many camera phones out, I ain't seen any shots of people cut the hell up. Word, that's true. We supposed to be the losers, but we winning, no. They used to laugh at us, now we winning, no. They used to tell me never in my lifetime. I guess they wasn't in their right mind. What's going on, folks? Welcome back to a brand new exciting episode of Strong Arm Sports Podcast. The realest sport podcast in all the land. True. Bro, I don't know if you feel me. I mean in all the land. True. And we are back to wrap up the previous week of sports in dramatic fashion. No BS, no sugarcoating, and no biases. Only the strong arm truth. This happens to be the first time you guys have watched our show here on YouTube. Or if you're listening on any of our various podcast channels, I'm one half of the show. I go by the name of K-Spade, the prospect. And I'm your boy, LaParis57, and together, we form Strong Arm Sports Spade. Yes, sir. Man, it's been an exciting week this week. A lot of things to talk about in both leagues and some things to talk about out, outside of our favorite leagues. Some crazy things we got to talk about. Can't wait to get. Can't wait to hear your opinion on all these topics. Can't wait to hear what the people, the supporters of Strong Arm Sports have to say about these topics. So I'm going to jump right into it, Spade. We're going to start in the NFL, where we usually start at the best league in all the land. Just like the podcast, the NFL is the best league in all the land. Let's start I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. But all right. I mean, that's where we started. Spade got to say, man, we just had a conversation last week, Spade, about the law. I was about to call them the St. Louis Rams, the Los Angeles Rams. And they still out here busting moves, Spade. If you guys didn't know, the Los Angeles Rams made a trade to acquire... Brandon Cooks from the New England Patriots for a first a first and a sixth round pick. And I think they got mm-hmm. a fourth in return with Cooks. Spade, right. we was talking about the Rams potentially maybe going after Odell Beckham Jr. It looked like they didn't get Odell, but they got a receiver that I don't, I think we both agree, you know, is is a is definitely a, a primetime player in this league, definitely a good player in this league, Brandon Cooks. Yes. Give me your thoughts. Rams acquire Brandon Cooks. I got two questions, Spade. Talk to yes. me about the Rams getting cooked, and who, who, in your opinion, wins this trade? Um, first of all, if you're gonna strike out on Odell, which I, I assume they struck out on Odell, getting mm-hmm. cooks is a come up. I mean, let's face it, Brandon Cooks is a speedster. He stretches the field. He's the type of player that takes the top off of the defense. He's mm-hmm. the type of player that keeps defenses from wanting to stack the box. So if you keep that type of receiver. It works out great when you got a running back like a tied girlie that you don't mm-hmm. want defenses to stack the box against. Matter of fact, man, I'm going to be honest with you. I think Cooks fit in the Rams' offense better than he fit in the Patriots' offense. And I know mm. Patriots fans not going to like that. But if you look at his numbers, man, Brandon Cooks put up the worst receiving numbers since his rookie year last mm. year with the, uh, with the Patriots. Matter of fact, after his first year in New Orleans, his next two years in New Orleans, he put up Pretty substantial. I mean, double-digit better catches in both of those years than he had in New England. So, bringing him out there, getting a young quarterback, the type of receiver that can stretch the field, it's going to make Ty Gurley better. It's going to make Jared Goff better. I think I think they win. I mean, I don't really even know what the Patriots are doing, bro. I, mm. I don't know. I don't know if it's something in the draft. And, and you got to give them their credit, bro. They do a hell of a job of finding somebody in the draft that nobody else even thought about and That's making true. a star out of them. So, I don't know who they got their eye on. And maybe it's going to turn out later that they find that diamond in the rough and we end up saying they win. But as of right now, I mean, the Rams win and they continue to win. They've been winning this entire offseason, bro. They still win it. The crazy thing is the Patriots did go out and sign Jordan Matthews, the former Eagle, former Bill. And I mean, I hope you don't think Jordan Matthews is going to replace Brandon Cooks. Even with the, you said uh, Cooks didn't put up numbers like he did in New Orleans and in New England. If they right. think they about to get better numbers out of Jordan Matthews than Brandon Cooks, they are sadly mistaken. Spade, I agree with you. I, I mean, the Rams, we, we was talking, if you guys didn't know, Spade live streams every Friday. He, he live streams a lot. But Friday yes. is where it really it really gets popping and we start talking about sports and people start asking us about the show. That's why we really get in depth with our conversations on Friday night. So we was, we was talking about the Rams 
last night, and I said, you know what? The Rams understand. I said this on a previous show as well. The Rams understand that they have a lot of guys still on their rookie deal. So all these guys will not be back. But the Rams came out and said that Brandon Cooks is in the long-term future. So they plan on keeping Brandon Cooks, even when they have to pay Aaron Donald and Todd Gurley and Jared Goff. They're gonna, they're gonna, they want to keep Cooks. But mm-hmm. Spade, they understand that these guys are on rookie deals. They're not going to be able to keep guys like Tlaib and all these guys. Maybe even Sue at a later date, you know, after after this season. So they're at least attempting to try to go get it right now. And I commend mm-hmm. that. But as as far as the Patriots, you try... Listen, it's something in the water in New England, bro. Something is in the water. I don't know what's going on. I feel like Bill Belichick may be trying to sabotage New England. I, I feel like he's he may be trying to sabotage him, set him up. Maybe he maybe this really about to be the great escape. Because maybe like, you know what, I'm about to jack it up so bad out here, and then I'm just gonna be like, I'm just gonna wipe my hands, but then I'm gonna be out. I'm going I'm gonna be gone. Cause I don't know if it's Jimmy, fair to say that. Go ahead. I don't know if it's fair to say that though, because okay. they kind of always do this. You know what I'm saying? Like they we've do. seen they do. people who we felt like was their best uh, defensive back. They just but be you, like, "Well, we done." Oh, their best linebacker. Hey, uh, we good. We no thanks. But so I mean, this it, is kind of what you, they do. It usually, it usually be because of an issue though. Like that's true. You know, it was the Jamie Collins thing. It was a, it was an issue that Jamie Collins kind of went rogue on the field. You know, mm-hmm. with Lawyer Malloy and all those guys, those guys, Ty Law and um, uh, Seymour, those guys got old in the tooth. You know, he, Bel- Belichick seemed to be the type of guy that always got rid of a guy a year or two before everybody else caught on. Like, okay, this guy's washed. He kind of was that guy. I mean, Brandon Cooks, we didn't hear anything about Brandon Cooks. Even with the Malcolm Butler situation, that just, just kind of just aroused out of in, out of thin air. He was like, what the hell is going on with Butler in the Super Bowl? It, it, I don't know, Spade. It's weird to me. You could be it's right. Weird. Maybe it's, maybe it is what the Patriots do. But to me, it just seemed like they, if a guy is going rogue doing his own thing or a guy want to make more money than, um, than Belichick think they worth it, maybe that's why they got rid of Cooks because Cooks is going to – you know he's gonna get he's gonna get read up in a in a year or two. So maybe they was like we don't want to pay all this extra money for cooks when we feel like we could potentially either go draft a guy that's gonna be as good or better for cheaper or maybe sign somebody else. But if they think Jordan Matthews is that guy, they are absolutely wrong. They are wrong. They wrong. They wrong. We'll see. Time will tell. We'll, we'll see. Uh, LaPaz, another team made a, a free agency pickup. One okay. of your favorite teams. My favorite team? Well, one of you. I mean, the Cowboys is your favorite team, but it's something okay. in your heart for the Baltimore Ravens. I don't, I don't really no, know who I it don't. is. don't. You love Joe Flacco deep down inside, you and you try to me, suppress bro? that. Joe Flacco try to is suppress Jersey, but no. no. You try to suppress it, but I see it. Nah. Well, I got good news. For, maybe it's bad news for you, but the Baltimore Ravens made a sign in this week as well. They brought in ex-rookie of the year, Robert Griffin III, RG3, brought him in. They gave him a physical. They let him work out, say, through some passes to some receivers they want to look at. And they said he had a rather impressive workout. And they felt mm-hmm. like, hey, to, for us to be looking for a number two, they felt like RG3 did more than suit the bill for that. They came to uh, terms on an agreement for a one-year deal. I couldn't find any specifics on that deal, but... I mean, Baltimore gets RG3. Let me ask you this. Two two things. Mm. One, is there anything left in the tank for RG3, in your opinion? And do you feel like this is another jab at one quarterback we won't name that won't get a job? Two-part two question. I, do I think anything is – I mean, I feel like RG3 had had a few opportunities. One was in uh, one was in um, Cleveland. In Cleveland, mm-hmm. but we already know how we feel about you know the Browns. They mess up a situation. I feel like RG three can be a suitable backup. I hope they don't try to rekindle, you know, that Redskin RG three, that rookie rookie year RG three. I think that guy is gone. I think that that magic that he delivered with you know they was running, it was you know he was able to get out the pocket and run, and he can, you know, put fear in the defense heart. I think that guy is gone. That guy do not exist anymore. But I mm. think he can be a backup. I don't see him taking. I don't see him being a threat to Joe Flacco. And I'm mm. not saying Joe Flacco is all this amazing. You know, I'm not saying he's this amazing quarterback either. But I don't feel like he's a threat to Joe Flacco. But I think mm. he's he can be a suitable 
guy that can come in for a game. You know, Joe Flacco been having some injury troubles. He can come in a game or two, hopefully. He can come in a game or two, and he could he could deliver a win and help a team out. I hope they don't think he's giving them a full 16 if Flacco was to go down, God forbid, in, you know, preseason or something. He's not that guy. He's not going to – I don't think RG3 will ever play a full 16 games again. I mean, Spade, when he was with Cleveland, he got injured, like, running out of bounds. It was just crazy. He was like, what? wait, why well, he got RG3? injured. He got injured tiptoeing out of bounds. If he yeah. ran out of bounds, he wouldn't have got hurt. But he was yeah. over there trying to be cute tiptoeing. And, and I get the. I'm gonna tell you what's weird for me. I get the impression that other NFL players do not like RG3. Even this play you talking about, they got him injured in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I think anybody else that DB walks up and probably gives him a shove, make sure he out of bounds. But they be trying to kill RG3, bro. They do. And I don't know if it's his mouth. He is notoriously confident. Like he's Word. a very confident person. Now take it from a person who's pretty confident himself. They say it's a thin line between confidence and arrogance. I try to stand mm. as close to that line as possible. I kind of feel like sometimes RG3 puts both feet on the side of arrogance. That, I, that's mm. what I feel like. And I don't think he's a very liked person. But I believe he's got something in the tank. I find it hard to believe. Like, I, I haven't seen him just be terrible. The only thing I've seen him be is whatever the opposite of durable is. Like, he's fragile. That's all I've ever seen him be. But I don't have any reason to believe that he don't have it anymore. They say he had a really good workout. After that injury with Cleveland when he was released, he didn't sign anywhere else. And to my knowledge, he didn't seem to be looking to sign anywhere else. So maybe he took that time to let his body heal. And and I don't know. Only time to tell. But I I believe he's got something in the tank. When you you say he – excuse me. When you said that he still has it, you are you yeah. referring back to rookie year RG three when he was yeah. he was a dynamic player that year yes yes that you guy think, you think he you think he's still that guy I I think I think some of that is still in him I think it's mm. something in the tank know. I'm not saying I'm not saying he's 100 percent that guy he's 28 years old bro time flies that's this true brother damn near 30 I ain't realize he had gotten that old I mean it seemed like he just got drafted a couple of years ago that's true and maybe I'm telling on myself because they say time fly when you get old. But he's now, 28 years old, so he's not exactly that guy. But some of that shit is still in him. I believe it. Now, you ask me, do I think that's a shot at another quarter? I, 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 come on, man. I, you know, I, I, I don't even want to do this today. I don't want to do this today. Man, you I can don't just give me a yes or no, if you want. Yes. You think yes. it's a shot? I think it's a shot as well. Yeah, it's a shot. I think I read that Joe Webb got signed somewhere, too. I can say so much pertaining to that situation but I, I'm so, you know, the crazy thing is, babe, it's certain guys, even Johnny Manziel. I'm tired of talking Johnny Manziel. I'm tired of talking Colin Kaepernick. I'm tired of talking the Ball family. I'm tired of talking these guys. But the crazy whoa, thing whoa, is they whoa, all, whoa. they, we I mean, I know, the I, know, I know they always in the news, so I understand we have a duty here. But these, I'm tired of talk. I'm t- tired of talking these situations. In my opinion, I, I feel, I, I feel Ka- Kaepernick would never get another opportunity in the league. That's my opinion. As of right okay. now. If somebody had that say, do you right now? Do you feel Kaepernick will ever get a shot in the league again? I don't. I don't. I don't and know. I can go on and on, but that. But we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. We're gonna leave it okay. there. Okay. All right. I'm ready to move Spade. forward. Then. Yes. Let's move forward. That's gotta good. gotta take it. I mean, we, we we let's let's travel to Chicago. Then let's take it down to the No. Yeah. Let's take it down to No. Take it down to New Orleans. The New Orleans let's Saints bust the move and they. Bro. I love, yeah, we gotta go to Mardi Gras, bro. We yeah. definitely gotta go to Mardi Gras. I'm gonna go with a gang. I'm gonna go with a gang of bees too. A gang of bees. Same. Same. Hey, listen. Gotta take it down to New Orleans, man. And New Orleans bust move. You guys didn't know they signed Cameron Meredith, wide receiver from the Chicago Bears. To uh, he's a restricted free agent, by the way. They signed him to uh-huh. an offer sheet. If you guys didn't know, the Bears have five days to match. Cameron Meredith signed the offer sheet for two years, $9.6 million with the Saints. Spade, got to ask you, what? Yes. Should the, One, do you see the Bears matching in five days? Do you see them matching in five days? And two, it's also a report that if Cameron Meredith goes to the Saints, the Bears would not receive any compensation. Usually, no. usually <laughs> when, when a guy's a restricted free agent and he signs an offer sheet and he walks, the the team that lost said player will receive draft draft picks, 
you know, de- depending on you know who's the who the player is. So I think, like, let's just say, God forbid, let's just say it was if it's a top-notch player, a first-round tender will be attached to that player. Now I'm not saying Cameron Meredith have a first-round tender. I'm just saying, right. In, in this case, Kent, the, the the Bears would not receive any draft picks if Cameron Meredith, if the Bears don't match the Saints' offer for Cameron Meredith. Hey, it's a crazy situation. Right. Talk to your boy. All right, so check this out. First of all, do I see Chicago uh, matching Magic. this offer sheet? Absolutely not. Because what got him in this situation is being cheap. And the Bears are being cheap and it bit him in the ass. Now, let me give you mm. some facts right here. First of all, Cameron Meredith was that leading pass catcher in 2016. Now, he had a... He had an injury that I'm going to say is a pretty serious injury, and you don't know if he's going to come back being that Cam Meredith. So I can somewhat understand being a little bit cheap. Now, mm. the Saints come through with this offer sheet, like you said, 9.6 mil for two years, 5.4 guaranteed, mm-hmm. and the Bears can match, as you talked about. Now, let me give you some behind-the-scenes facts that I found pretty interesting right here. Okay, so the Bears tended Meredith. At the draft pick compensation level, so that's Mm -hmm. $1.9 million. That's the lowest level you can tender a player at. That gives them the opportunity to match the Saints' offer if they want to, but it don't give them the opportunity to get anything in return. Check out Mm -hmm. how being cheap can get you. If the Bears had a tender Meredith at the next highest level, that's just Mm -hmm. $1 million more, which Mm would have been $2.9 million, they would have received a second-round draft choice in return. Mm. Now, however, doing that, more than likely, the Saints or no other team in the nation would have even gave the offer sheet because they knew they would have been giving up a second-round pick for a guy who's coming off a big injury. Mm-hmm. So it would have been more risky for another team to tender an offer sheet. But because the Bears were so cheap that they wanted to save $1 million, they're going to lose out on a player and possibly a pick. So, yeah, mm. I think the Saints get them. I don't know if he's going to be that Cam Meredith, but you said something off camera I agree with. Drew mm-hmm. Brees can make a damn stop sign look like a good receiver. Like, Drew Brees right. would throw the football at the stop sign and make the sign fold and actually wrap around the, the football and catch it. <laughs> like, anybody looks – look at Ted Ginn. We thought Ted Ginn had hands of stone, and he That's proved right. that he could make some big catches, but he could make some really big drops. And that man went to New Orleans, and at some point, I'm pretty sure Cam Newton and some of the other Panthers players was looking over there like, now look at Ted again. Now he want to catch. So, yeah, I mean, Cam Meredith, he is now, as far as I'm concerned, an official member of the New Orleans Saints. I don't see the Bears matching, and I find it kind of funny. I probably need to mature myself because I think it's funny. The crazy thing is, I I said off camera, I said Drew Brees has, he done more with less. Like, you you think, Mm -hmm. let me tell you something. I think the Saints. I think the Saints get him as well, Spade. I agree with you one hundred percent. The Saints got a young, that young defense. Now we know that the, the the safety made a just asinine, insane play. That just make the tackle, kid. You know, just make the tackle next time. But <laughs> right. they got a young defense. Young. I mean, they get after they get after the uh, the opposing team. And one man, the Saints stay with some weapons, bruh. Drew Brees been throwing for five thousand yards ever since he been in New Orleans. The crazy thing is, Ted Ginn, I don't know, maybe Cam Newton throw the ball too damn hard. Because I don't I don't know if when when Ted Ginn left Carolina, he must have left them them hands in Carolina as well. He because got some new gloves he, went to, he went to the Noya and it seemed like he started catching tissue. Drew Brees just put it right there for him. I mean, it must have been the softest pass ever. Cause Ted Ginn was catching everything. He was catching everything. Yeah, he was. They already have Michael Thomas, who's a stud. You add yeah. You add Kamara, you add uh, Ingram, uh, Spade. You add Willie Sneed, who who was suspended Sneed in the beginning be of the season, then had some injuries. I yep. mean, goodness gracious! Now you add Cam Meredith. I, I I like what the Saints is doing down there, and the Bears. This is this is just a goof. Cam, if I'm not mistaken, Spade wasn't last year. Last year was their quarterback rookie year, Trubisky, right? So the year before that, the year before that was when Meredith had his good year. And what, who was his quarterback? Like, he he put up 888 yards, 66 catches, four TDs with a guy we don't even remember who was their quarterback. Who was their quarterback? I don't know. Exactly. We can't even lead, remember. Right? We can't even remember. I, I don't know. So, you I know mean, another reason why they went ahead. cheap, LaParis? They went cheap because they really just spent money on receivers, to be fair. So I don't want to make it sound like 
They putting Trubisky out there with nothing. They they brought in I mean, Allen Robinson. AR-15. Who, they bust some moves. I mean, they who made, in they all made. fairness is coming off of an injury himself. Yeah, Allen Robinson is coming off an injury. Now they also brought in Taylor Gabriel and they brought yeah. in a tight end named Trey Burton. Uh, yeah. Allen Robinson got a three year deal for forty two mil. Gabriel signed for twenty six million over four years, and Burton got thirty two million over four years. So they bringing in pieces. I mean, so you, I so just, I don't. I mean, you at least want that. I mean, you at least want that compensation. I would if I'm the best. Oh yeah, you want. I mean, everybody. Yeah. A second round pick. That's a second round $1 million dollars. Yeah. Listen, I'm broke as I mean, hell, so one million dollars sound like a lot to me. But to these guys, that one million dollars could have, at the very least, locked yeah. you in for a second round pick. I mean, I, I, these teams, everybody busting the move except the Cowboys. I don't like it. I mean, we did sign Herms and we signed. Uh, Got uh, Dion Thompson or whatever his name is, some guy. You don't even know his name. Y'all ain't <laughs> He's just some guy. Y'all ain't doing that, bro. Let's talk some NBA, the true greatest professional league oh, on the face of the planet Earth. Oh, bro, I got some news. It's crazy. I think two, maybe three shows ago, we talked about Kyrie Irving and having an injury, and he was gonna go in and have a minor procedure done. It sounded right. pretty, you know. Ah, it's pretty routine. A matter right. of fact, I think the term used was minimally evasive procedure. That's what they called mm. it. Well, let me tell you, man. I'm going to tell you, my grandma got this saying about any time. If, if you can, if you got to go under the knife, I don't care how minor the, the situation is. If you go under the knife, you got to treat it like a big deal because anything can happen. Well, check this out. You got right here. Let me find the original tweet because I had it right here. The Boston Celtics tweeted, Kyrie Irving underwent a minimally invasive procedure today to remove a tension wire in his left knee he's expected to return to basketball activities in three to six weeks sounds pretty easy let me tell you what happened turns out the discomfort that Kyrie was feeling that they assumed was that wire and they said oh we're just gonna move the wire out turns mm. out to be a, a, a much bigger deal bro it turns out to be an infection now some of you are gonna say oh well that infection you know get him some antibiotics he'd be back like cook crack well maybe maybe not these infections can be something you can cure quick and get a player back, or it could be something major. Uh, there's been some situations that actually have kept players out for a long time. I was reading up some stories. I think the longest one, uh, the longest one that I could find was Quincy Pondexter, who missed two seasons dealing with knee issues that resulted in a infection. I think it turned mm. into a staph infection in his knee. And uh, it developed some bacteria. It, it was it was ugly. I imagine that thing probably stunk. Yeah, anyway. Mm. The point is this. Kyrie Irving is going to miss the rest of the postseason. I, like, it's a done deal. It don't matter if they get put out in the first round or if they go all the way to the finals. Kyrie is out. Now you got to look over there at that Boston thing like, whoa. Something. Now you're kind of worried. You looked at this team. I looked at this team and thought, wow, this team really building something that once LeBron starts to slow down, which ain't no damn telling when that'll be because he's clearly a cyborg, but when Word. he does slow down, Boston is ready to carry the torch, and I'm not so sure. You got Gordon Hayward who took an unfortunate injury. He's not back. He probably could be rushed back, but you don't want to rush him back. You got Kyrie out now, and now all of a sudden the East look like King James Domain all over again. LaParis, what do you think about Kyrie Irving's injury and the infection that they found in it? It's, it's it's just unfortunate, man. You know, I I, I like Kyrie. You know, Kyrie from Jersey. I like Kyrie. Oh Lord! And it just it just sucks that you that this guy's not going to be back. Especially, you know, they already the the man the Celtics are dealing with so many injuries. Marcus Smart was hurt, was well, still hurt. Jalen Brown was hurt. He just came back. Gordon Hayward was hurt like game one of the season. Now Kyrie. We never know if Al Horford is going to make it through a game because he, he, might he get, get concussions concussion. like he got on shoulder pads. Right. right. So if he wash his head too. If he wash his head too, he get a concussion. You can't. You can't even. You know. Usually you give dap and give a hug. You can't even do that because I mean that little mm. bit of shakeage gives Al Al Horford CTE. Crazy. He do have shaking baby syndrome. Al Horford <laughs> the only man, adult like get shaking baby syndrome. He is always out with a concussion. Jesus. Right. Man, Jesus, like so you never know if he's going to be in and out, but it just sucks, man. The Celtics, I, I, you let Kyrie's going. I don't feel like you rush Gordon, Gordon Hayward back. You, he might well just be going, especially with Kyrie being out. 
I just feel like you you just hand hand the keys right now to the young boys, Jalen Brown, Tatum. And let them play. You let you let them young boys go get some um, playoff experience. Yeah, it's probably going to be ugly. Yeah, they probably going to get swept. Who I don't know. The Celtics is a tough team. I love their coach. Their coach is one of the best coaches in the NBA. And a nice young team. But I just feel like you don't rush Gordon Hayward back, especially with Kyrie being gone. It's a wrap. They're not winning. They're not winning in the playoffs. I don't care if it's first round, second round, third round. Don't matter. They're not. They're not gonna. They're not going to the championship. They're not winning the championship. You might as well just hand the keys to the young guys. Let them get some experience. Let Kyrie get his rest. Let Gordon Hayward heal properly. And next year, suit up for for a big run next year. It just sucks though because when you was looking at that team on paper, Spade, you was like, man. They, I mean, both yeah. of us, you know, we thinking, man, they got a, they got a nice young nucleus, nu- nucleus, yep. excuse me, and they got Gordon. You add Gordon Hayward, you add Kyrie, they got a nice young team yep. that that we think can compete in the East, and it just sucks, man. It's just injury after injury after injury. It's terrible, man. But I, I hope Kyrie was able to get back, and I hope you know they're able to get that confession and uh, that infection, and it's not like Quincy Pondexter. Quincy Pondex is a boy right now. I remember when he was out for two years. Because when he when we signed him, I was like, "What are we doing? This dude was literally just out for two years. What are we doing?" Yep. Let me ask you a question. And, and I mean, ain't no right or wrong answer. I just want your opinion. If you're Brad Stevens, do you even like are you are you coaching hard? Are you fighting to see how far you could go? Like, is that pride in you saying, or are you just kind of just devastated? Like, God, we can't get out of our own way. Every time we turn around, something happens. I'm just ready to end this season. If it's you. I mean, we can't speak I'm, for Brad Stevens. We don't know him. But, Brad, we I, can know you. You want to hang out, hit us up. But word. what do you do? I mean, he's one of my favorite coaches in the league, and a good young coach. Babe. But, I, yeah, I, if I'm Brad Stevens, I'm devastated. But you want to know what? This is going to show me what I have in my guys. Are these guys okay. going to lay down and quit because Gordon Hayward is out? Because Kyrie is out? Are they quitters? So I got. This is when you find out about your team. You know, okay. do I got a nice young scrappy team that's going to give me their all, even when the leaders are out? This is going to tell me a lot. So I'm still coaching. I'm devastated because I know we had we had an opportunity here to at least compete, go up against LeBron, go up, go up against the Raptors, go up against Philadelphia. I know we have a team that compete with everybody healthy. I'm devastated because of that. But in you know. I also am going to coach hard because I need to see what my guys are about. Especially, you know, in the regular season space, you get those games. You get those games where you, you meet up against, you know, a, a team that's either tanking or a team that's not, not as good or a team that's just not, not, not locked in that night. So you can get dubs in the NBA off games like that. But in right. a seven-game series, when people getting days off, they're getting proper rest and all that, you're going to learn a lot about your team. You're going to learn a lot. Yeah. We don't learn a lot about your team. So I think Brad Stevens still still coaches out his ass and, and he pushes these guys. That's that's how I think. That's how I, that's what type of coach I think he is. I like it, bro. Spade. Now we now we know we, we talked about this uh on the previous show that Mark I don't know if we made it a topic and we might have just you know mentioned it in passing. If you guys didn't know, Markel Fultz headbutted Joel and B, broke his whole orbital, broke all that, his whole face. All that was broke. All that. A hard head his ass. And, and, and it's reports that MB will be out at least one or two games during the playoffs. And the crazy thing is, people, trade, spade, people got the, the Sixers competing. You know, they got them as the competition against Cleveland in the Eastern Conference in the playoffs. We can talk about that another day. We ain't got to okay. really talk about that now. But what I got to ask you now, mm-hmm. are, are the Sixers better without Joel Embiid? I mean, they they just wow. played the Cavs last night, Spade. And I mean, oh, my gosh. Ben Simmons wow. had a yeah, phenomenal was game. Amazing. Those guys, they, they're a scrappy team. They they play like they're from Philadelphia. You know, Philadelphia is that blue collar, put your boots on, let's get it on type of. And that's how they played the Cavs last night, Spade. Talk to me. Are the Sixers better without Embiid? You know what? I'm going I'm to answer that question, but I'm going to flip it. Are the Sixers better without Embiid? I refuse to believe that because I mm-hmm. think Embiid is a superstar in this league. I think he's definitely. Superstar. Now, you don't I throw think that, he's a you, superstar. You do not throw yes. that word around. I don't. A lot. I don't. And so, you know, I was very, like, early on, I, I wasn't really embracing the Embiid thing because I, I didn't feel like he was durable. You know? Yeah. It was. 
even after he was back from his injury, he was on minute restrictions. I just felt mm-hmm. like they would let him go outside and play a little while. He was like that one kid in the neighborhood who mama keep looking out the blinds at y'all. I mean, like, y'all just trying to play it. Was- she's just looking out the blinds. Yeah, you I, were still you were still joking on MB even as an All Star. You was like he on a minute restriction in an All Star game. On the, it was crazy. That is true, but I I feel like MB from a skill standpoint is definitely top three center in the league. Definitely, mm. Mm. you can't that's say that team you. is better. Say what? Oh, that's, that's definitely coming from you. Praise. But but you but but hold on hold on because it ain't all good. Okay. I don't think the 76ers is a better without MB. Okay. But I think you, I think you would be more than fair to say that Embiid is somewhat stunting the growth of Ben Simmons. The Ben Simmons we've been Whoa, seeing without bro. Embiid on the. I got to be honest with you, wow. the Ben Simmons we've been seeing without Embiid on the floor has looked more aggressive. He don't have that superstar to just pass it to all the time. And even though he's making passes, he's making better reads, in my opinion. He's running the floor. And I even think the tempo that he's got that team playing at, because he runs the offense, he's he's responsible for setting the table out there. I think they're running a faster tempo. Because Embiid, even though he's versatile and he can do a few things, he's really more of a back-to-the-basket big, in my opinion. Now, I'm sure the 76 fans are probably going to hit me up and disagree. That's what I see when I watch him play. Yeah, I've seen him Euro and all that mess, too. Even when he Euro, it's still slow as dirt. He, he got the slowest moves I've ever seen before in my life. Mm-hmm. To be, You know, he's a big. You expect that. But I think they playing at a faster speed. And to be honest with you, bro, I think Ben Simmons, ben Simmons is looking like a different player without Embiid on the floor. So that's, it, that's what I think. Is it, a, is, it a, is it a different player that you like? Because you've been hard on Ben Simmons since college. I mean, he's still – look, if I needed him to make a jumper for me, if somebody strapped dynamite to me right now and said, Ben Simmons got to make this jumper or you died, or you, are you dead, I've died. I'm still scared yeah, well, shitless. I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just like, come on, man. Can we talk about this? Like, can we shoot <laughs> dice for it or something? Can we rock, paper, scissors? So I'm still not in love with Ben Simmons shooting. Okay. But, I mean, he kind of got that same thing. And I don't want to make this comparison. Please don't take this wrong. He kind of got that same thing that the Greek freak got. I don't think the Greek freak can shoot either. But right now, they got an ability to get to the basket and finish with a high percentage layup attempt or they can get close enough for some little mess, some little jump hook or something you could just push into the basket. And if they can do that, if defenses aren't making them take jump shots, then it's not that much of a hindrance. When I evaluate your entire game, if you can't shoot, I'm not going to give you a super high grade. I mean, damn, the object of the game is to put the ball in the hoop. You kind of got to know how to shoot. But I'm not going to lie to you, bro. The things he's been doing here lately, the games he's been producing, uh, it's been pretty impressive. I got to give him his props. I mean, this this kind of the same situation like happened a couple, maybe a, maybe a month ago when John Wall went down. The question was being asked, "Are the Wizards better?" I mean, they had won a few games, and then they right. asked, "Like, are the Wizards better without John Wall?" And I feel this is the same type of situation. They, these guys are able to come out here, still get wins without MB, and these questions yeah. start to be raised. The crazy thing. Yeah. Is I, I said this when we were talking about the John Wall situation. I feel the same way about the NBA. In a seven-game series, you rather have John Wall with the Wizards. You rather have Embiid with the 76ers. Absolutely. Than, Absolutely. Than not have them. Because those Absolutely. guys have the ability. Those guys have the ability to take over a game. And and it may take the crazy thing in the playoffs. It may take one game. You know, some of these games might go seven seven games. It may be a closeout game, and Ben Simmons might not be having the same type of phenomenal game he had last night against the Cavs. So you got to be able to lean on somebody. Bradley Bill yep. may not be shooting as well as he shot in the beginning when John. You know, fatigue weighs in. It's a long, dra- drawn out season. It's a long mm-hmm. season, and especially a guy like a Bradley Bill. Not, not, not so much so in Ben Simmons' case because he ain't out there just pulling, pulling threes like that and shooting jumpers. A guy like a Bradley Bill, pulling jumpers, right? <laughs> you're right. A guy like a Bradley Bill, you know, you shoot. They shoot so much. Sometimes you get fatigued. Your legs get tired. When your legs get tired, you can't. You're not shooting as efficient and you know as normal. So a guy like a John Wall able to get to the cup, slow pace, uh, speed to speed to pace, space. Speed the pace up. That's a tongue tie right there. Speed the pace up. You need those type of guys. Same thing with Embiid. When when it when you play in a team and the pace is equal and you know Ben Simmons is in foul trouble, you want to need a guy like Embiid that can 
Put you in the post. Can pull the mid-range. Can stretch the floor. Pull the three-pointer. Able to get your opposing big or opposing guy that's on him in foul trouble. I mean, at one point, when it, when Embiid played against the Cavs, they had LeBron on Embiid. Like, yep. come on. Like, you need a guy like Embiid. And I just feel like, I mean, the question has to be, you know, they, they've been playing well without Embiid. And, I mean, that's what you want from your soldiers, right, Spade? Like, that's why it's a team yeah. sport. That's it, why it's a team and, sport. And you want people to be able to step up. So, I mean, that's right. you know. Yeah. That's right, and uh, like I said, like I said with the Celtics, you want to see what you want to see, what your teammates have. Like uh, your your leader go down, you going to quit? Are you quitting? Are you going to ah? We lost and be we don't have a shot now. Or are you going to step up or next man up? Is it going to be that? The crazy thing is, I, I think one of the best moves, and they had them before and they let them go. But one of the best moves, in my opinion, that the Sixers made was getting Ersan Ilyasova, like. That they picked up Ersan Ilyasova, and that guy had has been playing ball. Like and B went down. Sarik was hurt for a minute. He just came back yesterday. But so, when Sarik was hurt, Ersan Ilyasova was playing out of his mind, babe. He, he was. He was playing he was. out of his mind. We all, me and you, we always talked about Ersan Ilyasova. Ilyasova. We like that dude. Love that guy. Yeah, we love that guy. Not only do, not only can he shoot the rock, he plays tough defense. Now, I'm not saying he's a lockdown defender, but he's he always. Right. He's always um, in the tops. Is taking charges in the top of the league. He always take charges. A tough defender. Go down there and scrap with other bigs. Get rebounds. I think that was one of the best moves. I got to ask you, though, Spade. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot of talk. These people, I told you. I told you weeks ago, Spade. The Raptors don't have a chance. Like, for whatever reason, they play LeBron. They scared of LeBron. They can be up 20. LeBron is bringing them dudes back. They're going to win the game. I'm not I'm, the the Raptors. I don't care if they have the number one seed, uh, <laughs> pumpkin seed, number one seed. It don't matter. Like LeBron, it don't matter with the Raptors. It don't matter. They smell people different. Are, to me, people are saying that the Cavaliers, comp- especially now with Kyrie being out in Boston, that the competition now for the Cavaliers is the Philadelphia 76ers. And Philly last night showed that they are not scared of the Cavs. Talk to your boy. Do Philly really have a, le- a legitimate shot in the Eastern Conference? No, they don't. I, wow. I mean, what I'm going to tell you how I want to counter that, but you're going to think this is my fanmanship talking, my fanism talking. I still think the team that really matches up well with don't uh, say Cleveland the heat, bro. and get them a hard time, don't I, say think the heat, bro. I think Miami gives them problems. Man, they I just think got they match up well with last them. night. Are we talking about the Knicks? We're talking about the Cavs. Just because I think we are a matchup problem for the Cavs don't mean we beat every team in the East. Like, we are a matchup problem for the Cavs. And okay. I said what I said. You know? Okay. And if you want to fight about it after the show, I can walk over to your square. No, nah, I want to fight. In, I'm you know a Bulls fan. I'm a Bulls fan. I'm hoping we get some picks. I'm hoping the Pelicans don't make the playoffs so we can get another high pick. I'm hoping they don't. So, Western Conference, do your thing. Don't let the hey, Pelicans bro. make it. You remember when they was talking about, hey... If Anthony Davis get his guys into third well, in the West, now they barely MVP. making the damn playoffs. I told y'all to pipe down with all that. Let's go ahead and move forward, bro. Let's I got some it. news that we need to talk about. This one right here was funny to me, like in a comic way, in a comedic way. I was like, okay. wait a minute. For this next segment, man, I don't know if we're going to Cleveland or Alabama. I guess you can go to one place, I go to the other place because they bought the meat in the middle. Okay. LeBron James has a media company that he owns called the Uninter- Uninterrupted. I had to say mm-hmm. that slow. They got a thing on there. What is it called? Uh, the Shop. Okay. It's called The Shop. It's a show where they're in a barbershop getting their hair cut. He talks. There's a couple of athletes in there. They talk real life stuff. They talk sports, whatever, whatever, while they get their hair cut. And it look like, you know, it's a pretty good production. LeBron James at this point, man, is so much more than a basketball player. He's got his hands in a lot of things. He does a lot of giving back. I'm a LeBron James fan. Not nearly as much as I am of Miami Heat LeBron, but that's neither here nor there. Let me stay on task. All right, so Alabama just recently had this probably multi-million dollar complex built for their players. You know, you can do that when you got all this money and you ain't got no players players to pay. But anyway... Mm -hmm. They got a barbershop in their complex, and they just released episode one of a show they got where it says coming soon, actually, and it's called Shop Talk. And what do you know? In episode one, it had Nick Saban and Julio Jones sitting in the barbershop talking about some real-world things, and LeBron was pissed. 
Bro, understand. This, first of all, I don't think it would matter. But this ain't like some guys said, you know what? We're going to go worldwide with it. It's a college. It's a college. So the uninterrupted served Alabama with some papers. Hit them up with some papers. Mm. And told them this. This is what it says right here. Shop Talk is clearly using the ideas, concepts, and format previously created and exploited by the uninterrupted in connection with this program called The Shop. The uninterrupted believes Shop Talk infringes the copyright in The Shop. In addition, your use of the name Shop Talk and the related logo infringes uninterrupted's valuable trademark rights in The Shop and the name and design associated therewith. After that, the cameras got involved. They went up to Nick Saban, and Nick Saban hit him with the butt. Somebody told me the word butt is a word of hate. And I never thought about it like that, but every time somebody's using the word butt, they probably finna tell you something y'all wanna hear. I, nah, I like it. I like it. But I just think, you know what I'm saying, right after that butt, here comes some stuff. So anyway, mm -hmm. Nick Saban said, hey, man, LeBron James is a great basketball player. I got a lot of respect for him, but... I, I don't understand how this infringes upon anything they got going on. They wasn't the first with this concept. I think Nick Saban said, I ain't even know LeBron had that. You know, we just over here doing our thing. Then they came for LeBron. They asked LeBron. Matter of fact, damn, I don't know why I'm just making this up. I got the quote right here. I think LeBron's a great player. But there's at least 20 barbershop type things I've seen. I didn't even know he had one. I'm sorry hmm. anybody could be offended by something we was just trying to have fun with. I enjoyed it. And we're going to continue to do it. Mm. Then they asked LeBron. LeBron said, I respect him as a coach. But I'd be damned if I allow somebody to use our platform and try to do the same thing we're doing and just think it's okay. The lawyers will figure it out. LaPaz, before I throw it to you, I'm going to tell the listeners and the viewers something that you already know. Years ago when we started the Strong Arm Sports Podcast, the original concept and name for it was going to be the barbershop. It was. I even looked into ordering official barber chairs. And the whole thing, we was going to sit in barber chairs and talk sports. The reason why this concept isn't new, the reason why the concept is thought of by so many people, is because in real life, when you go to the barbershop, people talk real life events. They talk current events. What's going on in the news? Man, did you see what happened with so-and-so? Yeah, man, I think that's bullshit. They talk sports. Now, LaPaz, right. I'm going to pass it to you. I already know how you feel on it, but tell the listeners, man. I, we need I just want to say, it's, it's Spade, it, it's such an over, and I get it. You're LeBron James. I get it. I get it. But it's such an overreaction, man. It's such it an overreaction. And the crazy thing is, Spade, you want to know what's crazy? It's something called public domain. You know, you go to business school, they teach you about public domain and all this. But Spade, it's... Well, you want to know why? It's, it, I mean, I don't know if it's so is is as relevant today as it used to be. But you used to go to a barbershop, spade, and it used to always be this red, white, and blue spinning thing on the outside of the barbershop. Every barbershop had that. Red and white. Every barbershop had that. Every yep. barbershop had that. It's not. I don't like. I said I don't know if it's as relevant today as it used to be back when I was a kid. But that little red, white, and blue thing. I mean, if somebody wants, like, you can't make a fuss over that. It's it's. Spade, like you said, we was going to name our show The Barbershop. I don't even, the, the crazy thing is, I don't even know why we didn't name it that. Because that was the idea. That was years ago. Let me tell you years. something. I'm going to give y'all some history. Spade gave y'all a little bit of the history. Let me give y'all some more. When we was first talking about doing a sports show, the Full House was still a thing. I mean, we used to have uh, get-togethers and everything. And the guys was like, yo, y'all need to, y'all need to, uh, Really get that sports. Me and Spade was talking about it. The guys agreed. We need to still. We need to do a sports show. Me and Spade. That was. Let me. That that talk right there was probably another year before we even started. That was a yep. year before we even started. People was like, "What are y'all waiting for? Start your sports show." That's what they were saying. Yep. And we still didn't start it until like a year later. So we was it's talking like about naming this show the Barbers. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm saying that's like three or four years ago, bro. Yeah, man. And and, and, and we waited another year before we even started, and we was going to name yep. it the Barbershop. I don't even know why we came came up with Strong Arm Sports. I don't know how that became the name. I don't even remember. But the point is, it that is such a spade. Anybody that anybody that knows Smack Smack DVD, mm -hmm. uh, 
the, the battle rap, battle rap culture. They got a segment on, they got a YouTube channel, and they got a segment where they just sit in the barbershop and just talk about music, talk about, I mean, that's what happens in the barbershop. That's why, yep. I mean, you think back to, like, coming to America when they was in the barbershop just just clowning, talking about boxing. That's what happens in the barbershop. I think this is a complete overreaction to for LeBron James. I, in my, I hope, I hope, I don't know if he will, because LeBron James seemed, seemed very adamant that the lawyers was going to take care of this situation. I don't know if that means that he's going to try and get Alabama to pay him, or I don't know what what's going to happen. But I, I hope LeBron James drops the suit, because it's not an original idea. Everybody done had this idea. It, it, it's an overreaction. Go, It's an overreaction. I agree. I, I, agree. I, I, I hope I, LeBron I do the right thing. And, and drop the suit. It, LeBron, you did not create... You did not create the idea of talking sports in the barbershop. You didn't create that idea. You sure as hell didn't. And, Brian, you know, I just want to take this time to be petty. Miami LeBron would have never did this because he was so happy. You know what I'm saying? That sun was shining bright down there in Trey 05, man. He was jumping in that dunk. You know he had a dunk, right, LaFaris? Oh, where? You know that. Yeah, he had a dunk. It was a vert. Dropped the top on that vert. He was rolling through the streets of MIA, man. Bad Latino chicks was, the Latinas was waving at him. I mean, he wasn't paying them no attention because he's a faithful man with Savannah. But I'm saying, he was happy. You get back in cold-ass Cleveland where it's snowing in the spring. The team ain't doing that good. You can't play defense because you're going so hard on the offensive end and you're still losing to rookies, even though they're in their second year. You got a lot of extra time to be upset. Shit like this pissed you off. You know what I'm saying? This would have never made Miami LeBron upset. He had, life was gravy. And and LeBron, that's your fault. Should have kept your ass in Miami. All right, bro. We can I, I, just, I just think this is just a complete overreaction. Come on, LeBron. It is. Come he on, got LeBron. a lot of time on his hand. Come on, LeBron. Got Le a lot of time got, on his hand, Come man. on, LeBron. LeBron, I'm looking in the camera. Come on, LeBron. You know damn well, damn well, you didn't come. Come on. Let's just move on, Spade. Let's move on. Let's, let's take it. it. Let's take it to the MMA universe. If you guys didn't know, MMA, I mean, you, excuse me, UFC, two twenty three. I mean, it's been damn. They on two hundred and twenty three. Good lord, they have one like every two weeks. But it UFC like two twenty three, they just had a big media event with a bunch of fighters. You know, doing promotion for their big UFC event that's happening today, tonight rather. And one of their notable fighters. Is he still is is he still one of their fighters? But anyway, any uh, one of their notable fighters crashed the media event, and I'm talking about Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor crashed the media event, went freaking bananas. He like went bananas, was throwing uh, guardrails and was throwing garbage cans, was breaking bus glass, hitting hitting the windows, just going crazy, insane. It ended up injuring some of the fighters that was on the card. Too many fighters to name. I mean, they had to, they, there's a lot of fights that just been canceled because Conor McGregor was acting an ass. And he ended up, he ended up turning himself into New York police. This happened in Brooklyn, by the way, at the Barclays Center. He ended up turning himself into the police and he bailed himself out on $50,000 bail. Spade, what yeah. the hell is going on in the UFC with Conor McGregor? You want me to tell you what I think, bro? Go ahead. I hope I'm wrong. UFC people, y'all can come for me if you want. My Twitter is at KSpade64. That'll be the number 64. This whole shit felt very Macho Man Randy Savage-ish. Mm. Mm. Whole lot of backstage. Mm. Cameras all backstage. Whole bunch mm. of folks running around. You know what they said? What did they say? Look, I, I, man... I got a quote from one of the fighters, and I don't know these dudes. Don't nobody know nobody but Connor. But somebody said a million security people had to hold him back. Well, I'm going to tell you what's funny about that. If a million security people was holding Connor McGregor back, how the hell did he get out of there before authorities arrived to lock him up? Mm. It just, it felt fake. It felt staged. It, it just, it was, it's whack to me. The UFC is, and, and LaParis, I think you originally said this, and I'm co-signing it. The UFC 
is more and more turning into the World Wrestling Federation or whatever it's called. WWE, WWF, NCW, NWA, whatever all Mm. these wrestling federations are called. It's, look, it's starting to feel like just the fights, like LaPera said, the fights are happening a lot, you know. And people like me who are non-MMA fans, it only piques my interest when you throw in a big name on the, on the fight card. A big name on the fight card. Well, obviously, you can't have your big name fighters in every one of these things. Mm-hmm. Because they do feel like they happen at least every month. At least every month. So what do you do to generate some talk for the people like me who don't give two shits about MMA? Get you a big brawl with Conor McGregor, who ain't even supposed to be there, shows up with 30 people. And somehow or another gets access to a building he ain't supposed to have access to. And then he get all backstage with 30 people. But just as he's getting there, the people he mad at, they on a bus and they leaving. And he can't get to them. But Kawinky Dinkley, we got all kind of shit just so happened to be staged around for him to throw at the van. He just beating the shit out the damn van. Just mm. giving the van all the business and breaking windows and his cameras back there. And folks on their phone recording it. And folks on the bus with phones recording it. And then I get a report. Black Sports Online released a story that said... The NYPD shadow boxes with Conor McGregor, and they said that they're fans of his, and they posed for photos with him during booking. It just don't sound like anybody took it as serious as you would take it if it wasn't staged. Even Dana White instantly went to ESPN to do interviews, almost as if this shit was set up. I mean, he was right there on ESPN. This ain't this wasn't no, it wasn't no satellite thing. He was there. He was on site on ESPN. And regardless of the fact that his mouth said he was outraged and this whole thing was disgusting, I didn't see it in his face. And, and, and maybe everybody different, but my face can't lie, bro. You can walk up to me, LaParis, with an ugly-ass shirt on and say, Spade, what you think about this shirt? Because you my homie, my mouth might want to lie and say it's fly, but my face going to tell you that it's trash. My Spade, face can't you know, lie. You know they say the mouth can lie, but the eyes can never deceive. Yeah, man. And he just ain't look upset, and it just feels fake to me. And it's trash. It's trash. I, That's I, what I, I wanna, think. Can, let me jump in, Spade. I want to say this, man. Thank you. The the reason for a long time, and, I, and if you go back in the beginning shows, now them shows are tough to watch because we was in the struggle juice as far as equipment and, and material. I mean, you know, equipment and uh, editing. We was in the struggle juice. Shout out to my homie Spade because I know he was doing surgery over there. He was like a yep. triple bypass heart surgeon over there. Shout out to him. I was. But if you go back to them shows in the way early beginning, and I'm talking about early, and go watch them episodes, I always said I like MMA better than boxing. To me, boxing, uh, uh, unless it was Mayweather or it was Pacquiao, a huge name, boxing didn't attract me. In the heavyweight division, until now, now the heavyweight division got some guys I'm tuned into, but back then, the heavyweight division was pretty much the Klitschko's, and they never wanted to fight each other. They wouldn't fight each other. They wouldn't fight each other. So, I, I was always an a, a MMA fan, uh, but, but more than boxing. Spade, if, let me can I give him a, a little bit of history before? Before guys don't know. Before I even started doing YouTube, what I used to do on another channel, I used to upload the fights. I used to upload the MMA fights. Had a hell of a lot of views, hell of a lot of subscribers. But you know, I used to upload Strike Force. I used to like Strike Force. Strike Force used to let Strike Force used to come on Showtime. Those those fights I used they used to, Showtime never banged my account. Never. Uh, Dana White bought Strike Force. The UFC mm-hmm. bought Strike Force. Soon as Dana White bought Strike Force, all them videos started getting strikes and my channel ended up getting shut down. That's just some history. But that's how much I liked MMA. Let me just but back then, before Dana White started scooping up all these other you know, just like just like Vince McMahon and the WWE, it was all them other uh, uh, wrestling um, shows, and Vince, like WCW, uh, TNA, and all that. Vince McMahon pretty much scooped all them, all them up. Dana White did the same thing, scooped them all up, and now it don't feel as organic as it used to back then. Back then, it used to all be about the fight. Yeah. People used to get at them conference because these are, these are fighters. They get at these conference, and yeah, you want to talk smack and do all this. But now, now that thing the other day with Conor McGregor seems so 
it WWE to me. It just, I told Spade. I said, didn't it? It seemed to me that everything just happened to be placed Perfect. strategically. It was just conveniently there. It was the guardrail right there. It was garbage can, garbage cans just right there. Everything he wanted, it was chairs right there, like the WWE when they do latest uh, uh, tables, ladders, and chairs. Everything is just conveniently right there. Is is it's always a table under under the damn ring when when these dudes is in a fight. It's always a chair there. They always break the the Spanish announce table, and that's how that felt to me. And I hope I'm wrong because, like I said, one of the things I liked about the UFC and the MMA is that it was organic. It was real. You know, these dudes, these dudes was was tough fighters. But now, you know, you got Brock Lesnar going from WWE to uh to uh mma you got ronda rousey now she over there in the wwe it just seemed like maybe dana white and the ufc are looking like you know what we can get a couple storylines too to get a little bit more money maybe not as written and like the you know not as staged as wwe but hey let's write a couple lines in here to get some more publicity and i felt that's how it felt to me and that's that if that's the case that's trash. That's trash. That's trash. Yeah, I hated it. I, I to me, it just it felt fake. You know, maybe I'm wrong. I hope uh, I'm wrong because, like I said, I was an MMA fan. I'm an MMA fan. Now I don't cop every single UFC joint because it's just too many. I like you go broke. You go broke. But it it, it just seems so fake, and I hope I'm wrong. But I, I'm interested. To know how other, I mean, it's a lot of people that be in the comment section that watch the UFC. How, what, and the crazy thing is, they no felonies in New York, which is one of the toughest places to do yeah. something criminal in. New York is real yeah. tough. I mean, I, the reports are it's a misdemeanor. Misdemeanor? Like, like it's other, it's other fighters that actually got taken off of the card because they suffer injuries allegedly well it's reported that one guy got glass in his face another guy got yeah. glass in his eye come on and, and you want me to tell you something funny about that LaParis? and then I, i'm gonna try to move this story along because nobody really gives a damn for it to have been so many cameras and so many camera phones out i ain't seen any shots of people cut the hell up word that's true i ain't seen any photos of somebody cut the hell up and i'm gonna tell you something else strange after he posted bail Conor McGregor, who's not even from this country, is allowed to travel back. You know what I'm saying? So it just, mm. it don't make sense. It feels like a stunt, a publicity stunt. It feels trash. And I don't want to talk, I don't want to waste I mean, SAS I mean, viewers' time talking this I mean, trash Trump, any Trump have, he deported people for less, okay? Yeah. If we being right, honest. Bro. Let's wrap this shit up. Our last segment of the show today, folks, we call this the Strong Arm Performer of the Week. Quite frankly, it's an award, a very prestigious award, given out to a male or female who raises or her level of play to ensure that their team got the victory. We don't take this lightly on this show, y'all. This is very, very important. And to earn one of these is, I mean, I've had an athlete tell me that he put went in the strong off performer of the week right after his child being born. Wow. I mean, that's just how serious they take it. But Paris, you on the hot seat, bro. Who's your strong off performer of the week and why? Now, Spade can attest to this. I practiced this guy name before the show. <laughs> I hope I don't mess it up. But this guy went bananas. But my strong one performer that we goes to a guy. Not normally, you know, he's not a starter. I know you guys are going to be like, damn, not a starter. But this guy came in when, when the star of the team was struggling. The star of the team. Uh, an award winner for the team was struggling during the game. This guy came in and said, this is why it's a team sport. I got your back, homie. I got you. And this guy put up, let me just let me just talk, let me just talk to you about his stats. Played 37 minutes off the bench, babe. 10 of 15 from the field, 5 of 7 from 3. He scored 31 points, 5 rebounds, 3 dimes, and 2 big blocks. And I'm talking about Dante DiVincenzo. DiVincenzo, I hope I'm saying that right. Dante DiVincenzo from from Villanova went banana and and that helped lead his team to a 79-62 win over Michigan in the national championship off the bench. Shout out to Dante. 
He went bananas off the bench. When I tell you this guy came in, first shot of the game was a three. Bang, it had the whole internet going crazy, calling this guy uh, um, Billy Hope from uh, White Man Can't Jump. This dude was yeah. out there balling. He was balling. So shout out to him. Yeah. And for that, for that performance right there, Dante, you are my strong arm performer of the week. Dante, Demon Chinza. I like that. I like that. I mean, he definitely deserved it. I'm going to do something a little different. Hey, Spade, before you go, before you go, Spade, go ahead. I just want to say that right there was one of the most exciting college basketball games I've seen all year. And I, Not if you was rooting for Michigan. They really were. And they was talking about the Fab Five. It just, that was that was a great game right there. And I want to say the tourney was trash. College basketball stinks. But that right there was a very entertaining game, and, I, and I'm, glad I, oh. I, I'm glad I watched I'm glad I watched. Eating a little bit of crow, huh? I don't know if I'm eating crow, but I'm glad I watched that uh, game. I mean, it's the national championship, Spade. The tourney uh, was trash, but that okay. was an exciting game. I don't know if you call that uh, eating crow. I mean, can I get I guess some well want... done crow over here for my buddy oh. LaParis? He, okay. he wants a he wants a plate of crow. Okay. That's pretty good, bro. Let me tell you. First of all, honorable mention, man. Uh, ben Simmons <laughs> definitely played phenomenal against the Cavaliers Friday night. Posting a triple-double, he gets my honorable mention. Okay. Right, I'm going to give mine to an uh, unusual suspect, somebody you would not expect to win this award. In fact, this guy has never won this award or any award on this show. Okay. Let me tell you something, man. The Golden State Warriors have been looking pretty damn mortal without old Steph Curry and, and a lot of other big-name stars out there, but they recently lost the game at the hands of the Indiana Pacers, and when I saw the score, I said, oh, man, that tells me Oladipo went wheels, and he did all right. But you know who really was the star of this game? Ex-Brooklyn Nets guard, Bohan Bogdanovich. Let me oh, tell you what he did, gosh. folks. 28 points in this game, but his efficiency is the reason why I selected him for this award. He was 11 of 13 from the field, 6 of 7 from beyond the arc. Mm. He also had three boards, two dimes, a steal, and a block. And that type of efficiency right there helped you beat damn near anybody. It don't matter who they are. But for that performance right there, Bogdanovich is my strong arm performer of the week. He okay. reminds me of me, LaPaz, because look, in my prime, bro, 11 of 13, 6 of 7 from beyond the arc, them the type of games I used to dream about. <laughs> you thought I was going to say I used to do that. Now, I used to dream about that. That's a hell of a game, bro. That's a hell of a game. The unsung hero in Boggs. I like it. I like it. Yeah, man. Went out there and led all scorers in that game. He even scored more than Kevin Durant, who took 23 shots. Kevin Durant took 10 more shots than Bogdanovich. I kind of like his name, if you know. That's why I keep saying it. Bogdanovich. Beautiful game, bro. Beautiful, I gotta ask. beautiful game. I mean, Ask me a question, bro. Well deserved. Well deserved. Well deserved. But I got to ask you, when you seen that the Pacers beat Golden State, you thought it was Depot too, right? Because I did. Hell yeah. I thought it was yeah. I mean, Depot ain't have a bad game. I mean, he was 9 of 17. I mean, I think Dad kind of had a good game, too, if I'm not mistaken. I think Dad kind of had a good game, too. Yeah, he did. But they didn't have a game like Bob Donovich. And, LaParis, before we move forward, let me say this. Hey, Miles Turner, we both was fans of yours early on. Hey, you got to figure it out, my guy, because 25 minutes, 25 minutes and 8 points, that ain't what we expect from you, fam. That is not what we expect. Three rebounds for you. A center? That's not what we expect from you, my guy. You're going to yeah, have to step I it up, my guy. Up, Arrow. I mean, I'm hard on Wiggins. I'm, I'm Miles. Miles. I'm hard step on back. Wiggins. Now, you I'm... can say, you know, bringing Depot in, maybe that stunted his growth. He stepped back. Uh, but because we like you, Miles, I'm the type of person I'll bring it to you. I'm not going to talk behind your back. Miles, you got to step it up, my guy. Yeah, You, you got to step it up, bro. You're the only starter that was in single digits that game. What are you doing? Tighten up. Mm. I mean, who... Who kicking your ass like that? JaVale McGee? Come on, let me know. What's going on? What's really hood? Get right. Tighten up. Yeah, I mean, they need him, man. He's an important piece of that team, man. Uh, I mean, I thought he had enough arrow. Nice little young piece. He got to get it together. I agree. Facts. I agree. But, Spade, before I close the show, you got anything else to say? Anything Not at all, bro. Uh, I guess we can remind them that we got this merch. We got Fly Oh, merch. yeah, we got merch. There should be a link in the description. Check that out. We got tees. Check it. I got that. We got hoodies. You tweet, you tweet us. IG us with it on. We you put you on our IG. Follow our, our new IG. That's going to be in the description as well. Listen, yes, sir. Spade, it's been a great show. 
like you know as usual we want you guys to share your thoughts and opinion leave it in the comment section down below you can also tweet us all that information is in the comment section i mean is in the description down below you shouldn't have any reason why you can't get in contact with us it shouldn't be any reason why you guys cannot get in contact with us everything is in the description check us out as usual if you new here if you're new here Bang the subscribe button. It takes two seconds. Hit the like button as well if you're a regular. It's right there. It's right. Boop. That's all you Boop. Just like that. Hit the like button. It's right there. Also, it's a little bell up there. Right there. It's a little bell. You click that bell. It sends you a notification to your mobile device to let you know when a new episode has been uploaded to YouTube. And I mean, every week, every week they come in. Every week. Every week they hit. Every so you Sunday. should never have a reason to be like, oh, I didn't see that episode. You click that bell and it lets you know that... It's a new episode. You should have no reason. You shouldn't have any reason you miss an episode. But we want to thank you guys for your continued support. And also, if you don't want to see two dudes talking in a box, listen, you don't want to see us on YouTube. Maybe y'all don't like the way our mug shots look. That's okay. We got audio podcasts everywhere. SoundCloud, Podomatic, iTunes. We cannot thank you guys enough for your continued support. And we'll see you guys next episode. We out. Peace. Peace.